are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. If you ever get the image of what God says about you inside you, you are going to be what God says you are. And you will do what God says you can do <laughs> if you get that image inside you. But that image comes by hearing and speaking and saying what God says. These people were perverted in their thinking. They were out to make a name for themselves. Now we know they couldn't have built a tower to heaven. They'd have got up here about 18,000 feet and they'd have been falling off there like flies. They'd have run out of oxygen. We know that. God knew that. But God came down and said, Go to, let us go down there and confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad. Can you imagine what happened here? Guy says, Hand me a brick. And to the other guy, it sounded like, Keep it a go, go, go. He said, What's the matter here? And, and to him, it sounded like, go, 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 go. And brother, I mean, Confusion was a rule of the day. I imagine there was fights all over that place. <laughs> and one of them says, you mocking me. <laughs> Dear God. But I want you to know something. I did a little study about this. Confound the language. In the study of that, I found out the word confound means to fodder. You know, you feed fodder to a cow. Now what you do, you take a feed and you mix a lot of roughage with it and make it a bunch of stuff that's not very powerful. But it'll fill their stomach. And they call it fodder. When he confounded the language, that's what he did. It caused them to mix a lot of stuff with it, lots of words. And it weakened their language. Now get a hold of this. The devil has carried that through and tried to put it over on us as Christians today. Say lots of words, you know. Take a minute down, laugh the thought I'd die. <laughs> Dying to go, gonna die if I don't. See, God confounded this, but Satan's trying to use that on us. It's to get you to say things. Talking about saying, uh, that thrilled me. Well, you, you get to thinking, well, I want to put more emphasis on it. So you say, thrilled me to death. They think that'll put more weight to it. But you know what it really does? It really ought to make you disbelieve everything the man said because he's standing there and he's not dead. <laughs> Isn't that right? It weakens the language. It weakens your faith. Adding things to it. That's why Jesus said, let thy words be few. And by thy words thou shalt be justified, by thy words thou shalt be condemned. So when God was interested in restraining these people, slowing them down, what he did is he caused other things to be mixed with their language. Because they were one lip and few words. But when they got many lips and many words, it was harder to do. And I'll tell you something about you praying. When you pray in many words, many words and mixing lots of things with it, your prayer is less effective. It's less effective. The best way in the world to pray is to pray God's word. Pray God's word. 
That's what God would do if he prayed. He wouldn't pray anything but his word. Thank God the eyes of their understanding are enlightened, filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Strengthened with all might according to the glorious power of God. Now see, that's few words, but that is powerful. It's powerful stuff. It's the word of God. Nothing will restrain them from doing what they've imagined to do. Now I want you to notice, their desire was to make a name for themselves, to build a tower to heaven, to reach to the planets. And did you know that God said nothing will be restrained from them? Nothing. Not even this. Not even this. Now it slowed it down quite a bit, didn't it? Yeah, it slowed it down some, but it didn't stop it. It did not stop it. You sat in your living room in July of 1969 and watched a man get out of a spaceship and stick a flag on the moon. You know why they did it? Because they kept that image before them all these years. When I was growing up as a child, I remember I used to like to read those funny books, you know. And uh, I never did care anything about Flash Gordon, though because I thought it was the most ridiculous thing in the world. Now, some of you may not be old enough to remember that. But uh, Flash Gordon, was, it was a space thing, you know, this flying to different planets, and I thought, that's the most ridiculous thing. Why, man will never make it to a planet. He's earthbound, and he, he'll stay here the rest of his life. Why God doesn't intend for us to go to planets? But the Bible said they gave him dominion over all the work of his hands. And I'll tell you, if Jesus tarries, you hadn't seen nothing yet. Because what man can imagine, he is capable of performing. And that ability comes from God. It's not within himself. It is built into him. Now, people that are born again, spirit-filled, ought to be able to tap into that thing and with the knowledge of God and the wisdom of God go so much further. That's what I wanted to show you, the contrast of devil worshipers being able to do those things and then here we come along in the 20th century born of the Spirit of God, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What ought we to be able to do? Anything we can get an image of and find it in the Word of God. See, dominion and authority belongs to men, to people that are born on this earth. Your body gives you authority in this earth. Evil spirits, wicked spirits, and spirit beings were not born here on this planet, and they do not have authority here as men have authority. Anything man can imagine, conceive within his spirit. God said nothing will restrain him from doing it. So, from the little Flash Gordon comic books, they kept an image before people. And there's probably many of the little kids that grew up reading those comic books, ended up in that NASA program, and shot those things into space because they kept an image before them. Now, I say that to get this over to you. The dominion of this earth has been given to man. It rests upon mankind. Dominion was given of God. It was not man's idea. So don't go criticizing somebody for taking dominion over a situation. God gave man dominion. But now, the situation that transpired here should be an inspiration to us. 
that if God could not even restrain from them to do what they had imagined to do and they were devil worshipers, what do you think could happen to us if we had believed the word of God and walk in the light of it? Now, God is in a situation where man has sold the earthlies out to Satan. God's on the outside looking in. He wants to get his word back in the earth. He's got to get this situation changed. So he made a covenant with Adam. He made a covenant with Noah. Then he makes a covenant with Abraham. And I want you to see this covenant that he made with Abraham. Glory be to God. Go to the 15th chapter of Genesis. I want to cover this because I think it's vital that we know it. In fact, stop off there in the 12th chapter. Verse 1, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land which I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. All the families of the earth. Now come over to chapter 15. The Lord appeared to Abram again. And he makes a blood covenant with Abram. I won't go into complete detail of this, but I think it's very important that we do go into some detail of it. God talks with him. And in verse 5, And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them and he said unto him so shall thy seed be now here's what God is doing with Abraham remember what he said concerning the devil worshipers whatever they can imagine nothing will restrain them from that then he comes to Abram and says Abram come out here I want to show you something I want to give you an image look at the stars of the heavens can you number them? He said, no, I can't number them. He said, so shall thy seed be. What's he doing? He's putting an image before him. If Abram can imagine that and get that image inside him, nothing will restrain him. Nothing will restrain him. And when Abraham says, whereby shall I know this, that I shall inherit it? He said unto him, take me a heifer and three years old, and a she-goat of three years, and a ram of three years, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Now here it begins to tell you about the way they performed the blood covenant. They would take those, and it's not a very pretty picture. They split them in half down the backbone, and they lay those bloody masses apart. And the way they did it, they would walk in between those pieces and they would exchange coats and exchange belts. Now this is for normal human beings when they made a, a blood covenant. And by the way, the blood covenant is all over the world. They're perverted in many different places and even over in Africa there when missionaries went there, they found out they had blood covenants there before the gospel was ever preached there. So, this was the strongest thing going. Well, it's hard to believe that another Friday's come around, and this is the last day for the CD offer number 7232, two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. It's called the Identification Series. Now, it's important for you to know especially who Jesus was, and you need to know who you are. 
Who are you? Jesus was a son of God, came to destroy the works of the devil. But when Jesus had done his part on the earth, made salvation available, gave his life for mankind, and to everyone that believes on his name, you can become sons of God, and you can be caught up and live in heaven for seven years, and then come back and rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years, then go into eternity and Thank God for eternity, and it's about upon us. But now I want to talk about the fact of who in the world are you? You are sons of God, as John said. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Does not yet appear. We're not going to be sons of God when we get to heaven. If you're born again, you're sons of God now. Some of you think you're just old poor sinners saved by grace. No, you were poor sinners. You got saved by grace, and now you're the righteousness of God in Christ. And it gives you dominion when you realize that you have authority over the work of his hands. Read Psalm 8. In Genesis chapter 1, John said, We have overcome the wicked one, for greater is he, you see, that's in us than he that's in the world. We're more than conquerors through Christ. And we have to understand that we are one with him now. He has made us one. And now, since Jesus is gone, we are the body of Christ. That's CD offer number 7232. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Caps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.